Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. The next few months could potentially be unstable compared to April and May, but the good news is that many states are ramping up unemployment efforts since 15% of the country is unemployed. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. 
For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode, and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, right, best of listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two podcast episodes that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these episodes, we offer a free resource for you. These are PowerPoint presentation templates, Excel template calculators, PDF how-to guides, some sort of resource to help you along your apartment syndication journey. These free resources, as well as past syndication school episodes, are available at syndicationschool.com. And today, we are going to return to talking about the coronavirus. So we've taken a break from that the past few weeks, but I wanted to do an episode that goes over how rent collection was during the month of May. So I'm recording this on May 20th. The data is in. Definitely check out some of the episodes that I recorded last month, either late April, early May, about the coronavirus and how that is impacting apartments. Those are also at syndicationschool.com or if you just go to joefireless.com and search coronavirus, you'll see all the blogs and podcasts we've got about that topic. But today we're going to talk about how the coronavirus has impacted rent collection for landlords, more specifically how it has impacted rent collections for the month of May, because obviously it has caused a lot of uncertainty for landlords, property management companies, really anyone involved in real estate in general. But we're going to focus on apartments, obviously. And this is due to things that have to do with rent collections and people losing their jobs and evictions, eviction halts and foreclosure halts. So in an attempt to help tenants who may be struggling financially, Many states have restricted evictions. It's been a scary time for a lot of investors because that might translate to less income if you are not able to evict a tenant who can't pay rent. So obviously, because of all this, changes in the rent collections were expected. A lot of people were saying it'll go down a lot. It's not going to change a lot. Now we actually have data to support and determine who's right. And fortunately, it seems like according to the recent rent collection data, Landlords may not be as impacted as some people initially expected. And it shows that rent collection is down by only a few percentage points. So just because while the new eviction laws seems kind of scary, the data shows that it's not as bad as it seems, at least not yet. So let's go over the data and see how rent collection has been impacted. So first of all, well, rent collection is down. So it has dropped. But as I mentioned earlier, this was expected. Whenever you're going into a recession, whether it's caused by some sort of financial instrument like it was in 2008 or a pandemic like it is now, it's typically going to mean people are making less money. And when people make less money, that means they can't pay their rent sometimes. But luckily, as I mentioned, rent collection has not been affected as much 
as compared to previous economic downturns. And it really has not been as affected year over year either. So this is for rent collection as of the 6th of May. So basically people who are paying their rent on time. And in 2019, by April 6th, 82.9% of rent payments were made. And the next month in May, by the 6th of 2019, 81.7% of rent payments were made. So from April 2019 to May 2019, it was down about a percentage point. Now moving to 2020, April 6th, 2020, the percentage of rent payments made was 78%, which was about a 5% drop year over year. However, by May 6th, 2020, 80.2% of rent payments were made. So it actually went up from April to May. So obviously, April 2019 to April 2020 is down, and May 2019 to May 2020 is down very slightly. But the promising part is that April was lower than May. So rent collections actually went up from April to May. So this increase from April to May seems to be promising. And also for the time being, the spread of the virus seems to be slowing down. Additional steps seem to be being taken to get the economy rolling again. So in the short term, the worst may be over. April may have been the worst month. Of course, we don't really know for certain. Nothing's a fact yet, but what we do know is that rent collection is only slightly down from April to May. It's actually going up. So why is this happening and will it get worse? Well, the obvious reason that the rent collection went up from April to May are those government stimulus checks hitting people's bank accounts. People get their stimulus checks towards the end of April, allowing them to pay their May rent on time if they weren't able to pay their April rent on time. But of course, right now, As of this recording, this is the only confirmed stimulus check going out to Americans. There are talks right now, I just looked up today, they're still talking about potentially sending out a second round of stimulus checks, which would obviously be very helpful for June rent, especially because data is showing that 63% of Americans will require a second stimulus check in order to pay bills within the next three months. Although we do know that people do pay their housing bill first, so this is just bills in general. But it would still be helpful to these people. So depending on whether the economy reopens, the next few months could potentially be unstable compared to April and May. But the good news is that many states are ramping up unemployment efforts since 15% of the country is unemployed. So just because they're not getting stimulus checks on a national, federal basis, states are also helping with unemployment benefits. So with all this federal and state help, citizens are currently receiving. It's hopeful that rent collections won't be fluctuating too much, but again, disclaimer, none of this can be said for certain. So what about the evictions? We talked about that earlier. So perhaps more important, which is perhaps more important to know when the current rent collection numbers might go up or down. So not all states have implemented new eviction laws, but many states have, and so it's important to know which ones they are. For example, There was a recent case in Minnesota where a landlord was criminally charged for evicting a tenant during the pandemic. So states are beginning to require landlords to allow tenants to live in their properties even if they cannot pay rent. Right now, 15 states have suspended or changed their eviction laws until further notice with really no end date in sight. So each state's eviction laws are a little bit different to make sure that whatever state you're in, you're up to date on that. So if you go to Google... And you can set up a Google alert and do evictions and then your state name. Each day you'll get a Google alert sent to your inbox 
updating you on the eviction laws in your state or examples of landlords getting charged or whatever. Most states have changed their eviction laws to require landlords to keep tenants in their homes even if they cannot pay rent. So New York, for example, declared an eviction and a foreclosure moratorium and prohibited late fees for up to 90 days, allowing tenants to use their security deposit to pay past rent. So luckily, as I mentioned earlier with the April-May 2019-2020 data, these eviction laws haven't seemed to change rent collection too much, but the disclaimer here again is yet still something that might happen in the future, especially if there's not a second round of stimulus checks, if these halts on evictions are extended for many months. It really just depends. And I talked about this on some of those previous coronavirus episodes. Just make sure you're trying to work with your tenants as much as possible during this difficult time, just because even if you're allowed to evict them, it might be hard to find a resident currently. So just work with them. Help them out as much as you can. So the last thing I want to talk about is just because you've got these eviction changes and rent collections seem to be down year over year, rent growth is slowing down, people are unemployed. Everyone to keep in mind that this is going to be temporary. We don't know when, but eventually the economy will recover. Things will get back to normal. And we hope, and we've got an article on our blog about this. It's called, Will Apartments Be Stronger in the Post-Coronavirus World? Ideally, apartments are going to be stronger after all this is over and we come out of this pandemic recession, kind of whatever you want to call it. So overall, rent collections have been slightly affected, but it's nothing too concerning as of now. Obviously, these are just average numbers. So some places aren't affected at all. Other places are affected a lot worse. But on average, these rent collections have been slightly affected. I should just said on average a little bit earlier. So just be sure that you're staying up to date on your state's eviction laws foreclosure laws, really any changes in laws to the coronavirus pandemic, and then think proactively how that's going to affect rent collections come June, July, August, etc. That's an update on the rent collections. Again, just to go over the data one more time, these are all percentages of rent payments made by the 6th of the month. So April 2019 was 82.3%. May 2019 was 81.7%. April 2020 was 78%. May 2020 was 80.2%. So year over year, April was down about 5%. May was down about a little under 2%. But looking at the 2020 data, the rent collection in May was higher than it was in April. So we saw a bump, again, due to stimulus checks. But still a good thing to see from a landlord, from a property management company, from an apartment syndication perspective. And if you want that data, it's from the National Multifamily Housing Council. So you can find June data for there as well. And depending on how June goes and depending on if the coronavirus is still top of mind topic, we'll do another episode talking about the June 2019 and June 2020 rent collection data by the 6th of the month here in the next few weeks. So a little shorter episode, but that gives you time to check out some of our other syndication school episodes available at syndicationschool.com. We've also got our free documents there as well. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and I will talk to you soon. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. The Invest This podcast interviews the elite in real estate investment to uncover the secrets to building an empire in every aspect of real estate investment. Visit 
investthispodcast.com. That's I-N-V-E-S-T-T-H-I-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com for the top 10 real estate books to build your empire and to learn more.